Welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss databases, Republicans, and virtual reality. But first, a word from our sponsor. Tomorrow is brought to you by Dippers. Dippers, a new kind of restaurant with a new kind of taste. And we're talking about Dippers Fun Friday, right? Well, Dippers Fun Friday is the promotion that's currently running. And that's what, it's 20%. You get 20% off any four entrees. If you order four entrees, you get 20% off. And and up Ki- to seven kids eat free one dip each. That's right. Well, that's right. And you get, of course, you get the standard offering of 10 dips. Boy, is it kid dips? Because those are really different than the regular dips. You mean kid dips? Yeah, because the kids get the, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, you mean kids dips? That's no, Z, they get the, K-I-D-S-Z-D-I-P-Z. Yeah, because when you're a kid and you go to dippers yeah. i don't know if you remember this when you used to go as a kid but yeah, like you yeah, get the yeah. you get the um like the captain crunch chutney yeah there's the there's the uh they have the fruit loop one that's like a fruit loops but it's also got like a little bit of a banana fosters kind of feel yeah, to it. and that stuff is great yeah. like i think the, they call that what is that called like uh it's a it's banana banana explosion right no and that's yeah. it's i always get it mixed up with the the pudding brulee that they do uh, i mean it's the pudding brulee is like that could be i could just have that as a meal person oh, when you're a kid you never get a brulee as a kid I want to say one thing about Dippers, okay? You know, it's of course it's one of America's favorites, favorite restaurants. There's seventy two thousand Dippers, in but America. at what point? And I think everybody's been asking for this. This is, to me is like the McDonald's serving breakfast all day. Yeah. For Dippers, I think what everybody's been saying is, when can you get a dip as a meal? You know, yeah, just like I want to dip. order the dip as the meal, and you're thinking and they like, don't offer it. Nothing even to dip into. I got to order if you want to have like if you want to have like the you know if you want to have the, the Chipotle Ranch, uh, right, this right, right, Chipotle Ranch dip. Just as a meal, you have to order like ten of those. Oh, you know, yeah, you're it's like they're not right. going to give you. They're not going to give you that just to have. And to me, that's like the most delicious soup you could ingest. No, like the lamb bisque. Oh, oh my god, god. It, it's like it's so thick and savory with those chunks. Have you had the soy? The soy. Uh, what is it? It's like a soy lentil uh, reduction. Yeah, I actually my, my armpits swell up to forty times their size if I eat soy. <laughs> oh, so do, I do, just, are you I allergic just, to soy? Uh, Anyhow, dipper soy is a little different because they get well, it's it. Not, it's not it's soy. It's, it's the one they have with the quotes on yeah, it. Yeah, because it's it's the Iowa soy. Yeah, but and, okay. So anyhow, but let's get back to Dipper's Fun Friday. Twenty percent off any four entrees. Up to seven kids eat for free, which I think is huge, especially with a family of that uh, size. A family of seven. Where else you go to McDonald's? The Duggars. It's, it's, the yeah. Duggars could go there. They could eat. Is that am I saying that right? Yeah, Duggars or Duggars Dujars. Dujars. Sure. Anyhow, you could. You, all you have to do to redeem this deal, Dippers Fun Friday deal, by the way, obviously only available on Fridays, is go to dippers.biz slash tomorrow and uh, tell them Josh and Paul sent you. My guest today is a fan favorite and frankly, uh, the first person ever to be on the show three times. It's, of course, Paul Ford. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank here you for on, being on, on tomorrow. Thank you for being here. You're just dipping. It sounded like you were going down into that's the, my that's my thank you for having thank me. You for, you're going down into the. Uh, I, just, into I like Batman. to put my, my throat up against the microphone. Just, yeah. Now, yeah. right before now, right before Paul and I got started, uh, well, before we started rolling, we were talking about uh, Batman and Bane, and uh, you know, I realized I had it's been so long since I heard Bane. 
I did a Bane voice last time Paul was on, but I kind of didn't really remember what Bane we sounded like. We didn't nail Bane at all. We got no. Batman, because Batman just... Go, blah, 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 blah. It's lower than that, I think. <laughs> but Bane actually sounds really ridiculous. We just listened to Bane, and he's like, he's like, I'll have a tea with two sugars, Batman. It's like, I, you know, like, he's very like, I have obtained a llama from the <laughs> East India Company. It's like a weird, he's like a guy with a waxed mustache. Yeah. Like, what's that? You know what he doesn't want you to see under the mask is his fancy mustache. That's exactly, no, I mean, underneath that, he's just, a, he's a toff. Anyhow, I, we should get that out of the way. All right, so we have um, drinks here. We have Get some tequila um, and lime. Tequila. Should we shoot these tequilas to get this thing started Let's do this properly? Thing. Let's go. It's, Wait, it's, what are you doing? What I, are you, I'm just holding the lime in my hand. What do you do comfort. with the lime? You, I don't, don't know. Don't you the lime after you do the shot? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, All right. So wait, we, we should again. we should toast. You want to toast to to tomorrow? Yeah. Well, thank you. Mm. Ah, there's a lot more alcohol than I Let's hit that lime. Mm. 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 Wow, there's a lot more alcohol than I expected. Ah. Nurika, our engineer, just told me that. Uh, uh, by the way, Magnus, my Swedish producer, is not here today. He he had to, he, I don't think he would have let that he had happen. To be with his kid on her birthday, <sighs> um, which is a you know bullshit as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but our engineer just told me who prepared these delightful, uh, delightful. It's a, but they were, it's a shot and a half, apparently. Shot and a half that went mm. down like silk, mm. like silk in your mouth, which like seems mouth. like it would be uncomfortable. No, no. Have you ever had mouth silk? The really good <laughs> stuff. Oh, the uh, yeah from the uh, Bali. Yes, yeah, it's just baller. great. You get the and yeah. the, the bugs are almost cute. The, you know the thing about bugs is that uh, you know. By the way, I live in the country now, yeah, where I'm surrounded by disgusting <laughs> insects. <laughs> terrible. I mean, can I just tell you, as like a guy, as I mean, you you guys know me as who I am. I by the way, I like bugs. We don't kill bugs in our family. Our policy is to. I try to escort them outside if I find them. Accommodation. I try to get them either outside or into a place where I don't have to look at them or think that they're crawling on me. Mm -hmm. You know, like a corner of the room that I'm not going to be near. Fair enough. Because the bug won't ever be able to get back towards me once I move it. Uh, Anyhow, but bugs out where we live now, it is like the Wild West. If the Wild West, instead of having um, cowboys, were full of gigantic, was full of gigantic bugs. Okay. I'm listening. I'm listening to this. Anyhow, that's it. That's all I have to say. I still like the mon. There's like a monster spider in my living room a few weeks ago. Did you name it? Yeah, monster. We um, had a we had a mouse. <laughs> uh, we had a mouse at, at once that we named Barton. Yeah, a mouse to me is nothing. Okay, we've got a full on. We have a fox that comes into our yard. Into your yard? Oh, that's not what it, it's not like in your house. Well, it. I. You know, it. It. Uh, it'll knock once in a while. Does I it, saw a beautiful can it cook. Can it make waffles? It does an amazing, it does an amazing, uh, actually, like a soy lentil reduction. Oh, yeah. See, I can't have that. <laughs> yeah, because your allergy. No, nah, it's awful. Uh, but, uh, but when you live in the country, uh, you, you start to get to have a different relationship with uh, animals. How would you quantify the difference? There's just a lot more of them. There's right. just a lot more. Like in the city, you've got some cockroaches. You've got, I mean, you have a few probably. Dogs. You have a dog or whatever. You probably have some mice. I mean, yeah. if you're living in an apartment in New York, you have cockroaches and mice and probably bad bugs, like in sure. some to some degree. And neighbors. And neighbors who are the largest bugs of all, as yeah, far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Which is the reason I don't live in New York City anymore. Anyhow, but uh yeah, you just get you just you just relate differently. You know, you just have a more casual relationship with them. If a thing crawls over your hand. You don't scream. You don't have. You don't uh, let out a high pitched scream and start crying. Okay, you don't okay. do that anymore. No, you you muffle the scream and you, you cry. Just, you cry into a pillow. Do you ever talk to it? You're just like, oh, hey, spider. I actually do talk to the insects. 
Do I'm you? Like, and I'm like, what are you doing over there? You know, like I'll say stuff like, can you, you speak their language? No, no. But no. you say things to insects sometimes. Where that you're was like, going to be so cool. <laughs> we were going to like talk to the cockroaches in the wall, and you were going to be like, hey guys, what would a cockroach talk like? Like Bane, I think. I'll survive a nuclear war, Batman. I'm a cockroach. Uh, Do you think it's bad? This is bad stuff. This is really like two 11 year olds with a tape recorder right now. Like, let's do Batman. Let's talk about serious stuff. I didn't bring you here to talk about Batman or Bane. All right, let's talk serious. I brought you here to talk about the Republican debate that aired. Now, you guys will hear this Monday morning, but this is coming off of the Republican debate. Paul's writing this down. I, w- I wish you told me. aired on Fox. I know, you didn't I had, see it. You I know, because I had it. to be on the radio last you night. You were on the radio yeah. and you didn't watch the Republican debate. I was on the radio That's during insane. the Republican debate. Do you debate. know anything that happened? I read. I, of course I did. I read the New York Times right. every well, so morning. Much for, so much for my one topic that yeah. I had to discuss <laughs> this, with you. you know, maybe you could have mentioned it before <laughs> you said, can you be here in an hour? No, let's not. Why would I give you a heads up on the topic? <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, so let's talk about Maine. What's up with that guy? <laughs> can we do some more ads? No. Let's. Oh, well, we do have another ad here for uh, LineSpace. LineSpace. Oh, that is a great service. LineSpace.cc. If you're, uh, when you're too lazy to use Squarespace. Right. It's just like when you have a really garbage idea, like, yeah. um, I don't know, like if you're like a men's rights guy. Yeah. I think if, like, you have, if you're a male, a male activist. This is actually a better place for you than Squarespace. Don't go to Squarespace. Go to Lines. It's, it's pipe space pipe symbol dot cc. Yeah, it's not an actual legal URL, but somehow they pulled it off. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Some sort of URL masking or something. Yeah, JavaScript. Or, very strong really sure. work by Lines. You know, you're the code expert. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no. So Linespace is great. Like yeah. if, you, um, if you can't code and if you don't have good ideas, Linespace is the right thing drunk, for you. If you're just drunk, if you're incredibly drunk yeah. and you need to throw something on the web that you're ashamed of, yeah. uh, pictures of yourself in high school yeah. at a play, whatever, Linespace. I feel bad for Magnus right now because so far this has been a steaming pile of garbage. He's so disappointed. <laughs> I know. How bad is this, Narika? How bad is it? Pretty bad. Oh, let's move on. Let's move okay, on. wow. That's, yeah. That's very Magnusy of you. <laughs> very good. Very well done. All right, well, we're going to need a topic. Is there anything you're working on right now that you should tell me about? Tell me about your new Republic gig. Oh, well, the new Republic is All right, great. hold on. Let's just. Paul, you're now an associate editor or an assistant editor, or a managing. You're the managing editor of the New Republic. So I am a contributing editor. Close. I, I think close. I am. I think I'm a contributing editor. I'm, I'm officially a friend of the magazine. Okay. What does that uh, What does that entail? It means that I'm writing a column. I went to them and I was like, guys, I don't know what I'm doing. And they were like, No, no, seriously, let us know what you're into. And I'm like, How about if I write like a a page a month about databases you love databases i know and they were i was i expected this is where the world's changed because if you'd pitched a general interest literary magazine five years ago with a column about databases they would have been like what who are no yeah and they would be like what's a database well exactly and now it's it's like no hey we'd be we'd enjoy that we'd like to see what you got so i just wrote my third i'm about to write my fourth so i have a nice happy healthy relationship with the new republic magazine what is our what was your last piece on my last piece, the one that's about to come out, which I'm psyched about, it'll be out next week. It's about death databases. Mm-hmm. What are those? Um, there's a big... I think de- I know, but go ahead. So there's a, when you die, your social security number, you need to put that somewhere so that people know that you're a dead person. Mm. And there's the social security death master file. And it turns out that you can download, the, download that whole thing and just sort of look at the 86 million people who died with social security numbers in America. It's 86 million? It's around there, yeah. It seems like, low to me. 
Well, it's not 80, it's 86 million who've died with social security. Numbers. I would say so so since the the social security system was instated. That's correct. 86 million people have perished. That is <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, well cor- 86 and there's like a bunch of Is people there a correlation who, do we think? Could this be we pin this on Obama? We might have killed a lot of people just by putting numbers on them. 86 million. So, yeah. You know, social, Thanks a lot social security. Social security numbers are terrible, right? Like they're just leaky and bad and they and, they, and, they're, and, they're, and they're very meaningful. Yeah, I know. They, they, Social they, security they, number is the thing that unlocks your entire identity. Right, it's, it's, you know, when you go to college, like you, you suddenly learn it, right? And right. Then, then that's it. Yeah. Then you just go Social Security number for the rest of your life for yeah. everything. Yeah. And um, so there, there's, a, there's all these sitting in this file. And um, then there's like a really angry guy on the internet who, I'm sorry, that's, there we go. Wait, there's just one? Just this guy. <laughs> okay. And he. Um, there's one angry guy. You know, I thought the internet was going to stay chill, but I guess this guy. Uh, it's kind of, this is the one that opened the gates. Yeah. And so this guy, um, uh, he released the files because he's really upset because people who aren't dead appear on the file. That's really bad for you. Like well, you, that's, I mean, if you're, if you, so you're saying they have a death database that encompasses the social security numbers, the numbers are not on there, just the names. The numbers are on there. Oh, the numbers are yeah, on so there. Yeah, so it's like this, this and, number and, and, is no like, good anymore. This number has been used because this person has died, but you're saying that there's a person who has identified people who are alive. That's right. With their social security numbers exposed. That's right. And so and, what that means is oh, like, it's, well, it's hard to get a mortgage when you're dead, right? Like it's, it's hard enough without being dead. And then once that's, you're dead. that It's hard to get a mortgage when you're dead is is a tag, is the tagline for a film. Yeah. It's definitely a comedy. It's like a Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> no, style. I'm really worried it's a Netflix documentary. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, no, I'm thinking more. It's like, a, it's like an 89 minute long. Weekend at Bernie's style. Romantic comedy. About a newlywed couple trying to buy a house. But I think he's a ghost. Well, that's the twist at the end. It's like the Sixth Sense meets the Money Pit. Money Pit, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'd watch this film though. And then the tagline is: uh, "It's hard to get a. Lo- it's hard to get. What is your hard to get a mortgage? It's hard when to get dead. a mortgage when you're dead. This yeah. is one of those movies. Um, first of all, that would have been like a, a mid-budget indie in 2009. That's yeah. when you make that. Yeah, James Legras would have maybe starred in it. Yeah, that's the thing. The star really matters on this. Yeah. It's either really yeah. bad or like and there's a kid, like Matt Dillon has like a kind of small part as like a as a as a broker. It's quirky, right? Yeah. Like it's real yeah. quirky. Not the you know the quality of quirk gets I don't think it gets discussed often enough. I think oh. that quirk is a really important factor in American culture. Really? Yeah, because That's you think interesting. Of, you think about growing up yeah. and you're like you go into that little gift store where they have weird stuff like quirky. Yeah, Nick, like knickknacks. Knickknacks, but also like the puzzle, the Sphinx's head from the Museum of Modern Art, and then, and then the gift books with the art stuff. And I've you're never, just I've never never been in a store like that. Yeah. Well, okay. So maybe that's a very specific. Moment. Maybe if you grew up on Main Street in in Westchester, Pennsylvania. I don't know know anything about that. High Street. It's actually where Jackass is from. Oh yeah, those guys. I'm from from there too. Oh, is that where you're from? Yeah, yeah. Did you know the Jackass guys? No, they're a little younger than me. Oh really? Yeah, which is weird. Dating yourself because they're all dead. I mean, it's just (laughs) wow. That got dark. That went. Are they on the Are they on the Social Security database? Just bringing that back around. Oh, uh, they probably are. You have to yeah. have died um, three or four years ago okay. for to get okay. that data. Okay. And so anyhow, so this guy's really mad because we'll get back to the. I'm going to get back to that Westchester, PA conversation. Sure, sure. and also the knickknacks. But uh, so this guy's mad because there are people being exposed in this. Yeah, and he's, and it's hard for them to get a mortgage and other things. He's got a website called Cancel These Funerals, and uh, wow, he really has gone all out. And you're supposed to pay for the data, but he's made it available. Yeah, and so. Um, 
So I downloaded it and played with it. And, and so what the New Republic's kind of letting me do is like, oh, yeah, go get some data and play with it and then write about that. Yeah. So that's fun. So you're not really writing about databases. I am writing about big databases. Like I wrote about Spotify, which is a big database. And I wrote mm. about... Uh, I'd love to talk about Spotify. What do you want to talk about? Well, I was using Spotify the other day to listen to... Com- they have comedy albums on Spotify. Me too. This is and a real it, issue with Spotify. Okay, Spotify. I wonder if you're going to say the same thing that I said. So I had it on Shuffle, on the comedy channel Shuffle, which will basically play a bit from, you know, a comedian's album. Yeah. Um, and it's very similar. Actually, there's a serious XM offering. It's like Comedy Central's serious channel, and it'll just play like a bit from a comedian. It'll just, you know, sort yeah. of... Um, and it's great. I when I'm driving, it really is good. If you if you get sleepy while you're driving, which I do, mm-hmm. I get very sleepy. Sure. The, here's the weird thing about driving. Well, because you're me. drinking. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like it's just the perfect two ta- two great tastes that taste great. Yeah, together. No, I understand. No, but when I'm driving, it's the strangest thing in the world. I'm going 75 miles an hour. I'm in control of like a two ton or one and a half ton car or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like there are speeding vehicles coming at me, and in no place have I ever felt more relaxed. And more serene and more close to falling asleep. I mean, I'm a terrible sleeper in my Tempur-Pedic bed, but which is tremendously driving. comfortable. But while driving, I feel so sleepy. Right. It's crazy. Like right. my eyes close every once in a while. They just close, which is scary. Mm-hmm. It's the only place I feel that it's way. Not, it's, it's not good. No. no. So anyhow, I found that listening to comedy is a really great way to stay yeah. awake. Comedy will really keep your brain kind of alert. Do you find that as you're getting a little, little older? Not that you're getting a little older, but you're getting a little see, older. And uh, the comedians are less funny now because you're just like, oh, this is a sad person without any money. Yeah, I definitely... Uh, I Actually, what I noticed in shuffling through all the comedians is that a lot of them talk about... I mean, there is a th- real thread of comedians talking about what they do before the show, yeah. which, which indicates to me that a lot of comedians are sitting around because the story is always the same, like... What do I do? I, you know, I'm in this hotel. I'm just waiting around for the show to start. I just sit in the hotel, masturbating all Constant day long. Wait, and there yeah. are like several comedians who yeah. do bits along those lines. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. you've heard these. Anyhow, but I think, yeah, I, I'm like, oh, this is really depressing. I think you and I might have the same Spotify comedy profile. Yeah, maybe. But here's the thing. Spotify shuffles through these things so poorly that it keeps playing the same bits over and over and over again. Like, like I hear the, there's an Amy Schumer bit. It's called Swedes. Yeah, yeah, I know it. And it plays it. And then four things later, it plays it again. And if you start skipping tracks, you'll just hear the beginnings of the same bits over and over. And it's like, I don't understand. Shuffle should be the easiest thing in the world. It's like, you've got X amount of albums with X amount of tracks, randomize those things, and you're done. I should never hear the same thing anywhere near another. The, the you know I should never hear the same thing in four plays. See, I think I look at Spotify and I see something that builds so fast that they're just not even, they're like, oh yeah, we got to get to that. Like, I'm sure it's on a list. They do the same, but it's the same thing with music. It's on a Jira ticket. The music know, shuffle is the same problem. There. I mean, it's yeah, insane. Not arguing. How is, I, it, how is it on Jira ticket? So just randomize, just randomize. First of all, the the Spotify, well, no, it actually gets tricky. If I know it's trying to learn what I like. Hey, and, it's not, it's more than that, actually. It's like, if you go look at like the iTunes shuffle, there were a lot of issues around iTunes shuffle that, that took forever, it was um, the iPod shuffle that took forever to work out. Like people, people perceive randomness, actual digital randomness, they perceive it as repetitive because the, the patterns start to show up sooner than they would expect. Mm-hmm. They expect a better distribution. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you know, it's, I'm not, not questioning your judgment of this product. I'm just saying it might actually be. Feels like you are. I am. It might actually be perfectly random and you're it's not. just. 
It's not perfectly. But right. it has a limited corpus and there's too much repetition. Well, you're telling me that there that the corpus is so limited that I'm getting Amy Schumer's Swedes bit. Well, the every problem four is plays. they have forgotten. They're assuming probably with a larger music corpus, they they would they would you wouldn't run into this as often. But I bet they've only put like five albums in that bad boy. It's possible. So the problem with Spotify comedy is they never update the list. I like to know what's going on in the world of comedy. You want to know who's got a new who just dropped an album? Exactly. It's really it's really exciting because I love I like sad white people who are kind of racist yeah. that's pretty much like so like jeff foxworth oh, no all of them all of them <laughs> they're all like i'm not racist but and it's, it'll just be like some some who jewish are you listening to? they're all that way dude it's like you get halfway into the album not and david cross not david cross oh, no have you listened to now i can tell you do yourself a favor if you're a, if you're a person who likes to laugh listen to <laughs> i hate laughter listen your audience is probably like 80 percent of them who are like josh i don't know uh, I think the album is called Shut Up, You Fucking Baby. Yeah, I've heard it. Uh, which is like from 2002. All right. It's like just after. I mean, it's like a lot of 9-11 stuff in there. Yeah. It's, oh, is that I, the one where Gabriel is, is rollerblading after 9-11? Yes. It's great. It's, <laughs> it's great an fact. amazing album. Yeah. It's an amazing. It's not only a great snapshot of this country just post 9-11, but it's, it's some of the most intelligent, cutting. It's a, it's a genuinely wit. good album. It's very good. Anyhow, sorry. But you were saying no. I've just been listening to it. No, they don't keep a, you. They don't keep you updated on the latest. They cuts. don't. So you have to go out to the internet and find Spotify playlists, which are the worst. Like, I'm sorry, I don't have time for that on my mobile device. You okay? just can't trust. People. I'm listen. I'm on my. I'm on my Segway. I'm rolling down the street. I got one thumb on my phone. Yeah. I got yeah, my yeah. other. I got my other hand on whatever this steering device well, is. As an American living upstate, you have a <clears> weapon. <throat> right. I've got my. I've got my uh, Glock nine in my left hand. I'm on my Segway and I'm checking out some music on my uh, on my Spotify. I can't go out onto the internet to find things. No. You know, I'm a busy man. No, you're a very busy guy. I'm busy. You're very busy. I'm a businessman, actually, yeah, what I am. Pretty and I'm doing business. Yeah. So on, please, on your don't, segue. please don't waste my time. Let me ask you questions about the Republican debate. Let's please, get this okay. let's get this out there. What do you think? What do you think about our what do you think about America right <laughs> I think, now? I think I think the Republican debate last night was Sorry, this is last night. You'll be listening to this on Monday, so it was several days ago. Was one of the craziest broadcasts I've ever seen on television. It was, I mean, Donald Trump. So he dominated. Donald Trump is a performance artist. Right. Donald Trump is performing. Donald right. Trump is an entertainer. And and boy, did he entertain last night. Well, and it's also like, at a certain level, you feel for it because these guys are politicians. And then you have some, like a first. Oh, yeah. No, like a, he's a first class vaudeville actor. Yeah, you know, right? this, like, like, this is like, this is like, this is like, uh, Tosh coming into like a PTA meeting or yeah, something. What you I mean, do? you know, it's like they're like talking about their kids. How who's going to pay for the uniforms for their kids? You know, uh, call uh, for their kids uh, a football. And this guy is like fo- football uniforms, or whatever. And, yeah. and then Tosh comes in and is like, funny starts thing doing happened dick jokes. when I was getting my dick sucked. Yeah, exactly. And everybody's wow. like, Whoa, wow, Paul, hey. you really went really went blue there, didn't you? Well, you know, it's Tosh. At right? any rate, you, you, to, yeah, you, you brought that Tosh, up. Tosh, I keep hearing his same routines over and yeah, over you again. Brought, you brought that up as comedy. I know. So you got a price to pay. But no, it is Donald Trump. Is I I do feel. I'm not going to say I feel bad because I don't think that there's a single candidate that was on stage last night that represents anything close to what I perceive as like an American no, standard. Festering garbage heap of cruelty. I mean, I mean, literally, even the uh, uh, even the people like Kasich, who I'd never really heard speak, who actually sounds like a really intelligent, interesting guy who doesn't have totally bankrupt ideas. 
he just like could not stop talking about like God's glory and God's plan and how much he loves God. And it's like, you know what? Listen, like I know you speak for a lot of Christian Americans, but there are a lot of other people who are not Christian Americans who don't worship your God and don't actually want God to be in the equation when you govern. And it's like, you, I may have, you may be the most reasonable guy with the best ideas in the world, but the second you're like, God's glory, I'm like, nope, sorry, next, because like, I don't trust you to make rational decisions. Who was the, the attorney general for Bush? Was that John Ashcroft? Yeah. Do you remember when he sang a song? Amazing Grace, I think. No, he, yeah, no, what he, he sang, he made up a song called, oh, right. Let the Eagle Soar. Yeah. It was like that, and it's, it's on YouTube. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was him. Yeah, you have a beautiful singing voice. Thank you. Thank you. I don't sing very you're much like, anymore. You're like my Ashcroft. I'm a lot like that. I'm your attorney general. Yeah, you're my I'm, attorney general. I'm gonna Let's make you, it official. I'm going to help you cover Paul up some... Paul Ford is the attorney general of tomorrow. Let's cover up some war crimes right now. <laughs> let's do it. First, let's commit the war crimes. Oh, I love it. I feel like in a way this podcast is a kind of a war crime. Oh, you know what? And it's like a government too, really. Yeah. It's just like Reddit. Yeah. So let's just... So I'd say that this has a actually a more of a governing body than Reddit. I think that's probably true. I think it actually, honestly, I think it has more experience management. You know what, listen, it's it's a tough job running a forum, okay? Uh, it's a terrible job. You know job. what, you got to, because you, you got to make the hard decisions, like um, should you, Coontown. Could, should Coontown yeah. remain on the forum? Well, look, Should it, the openly racist? No, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you have to sit down at the end of the day and be like, where am I really on rape? And, yeah, and like, it's just like it's Rape a, Town. Is that a forum? Because I'd like to sp- spin it up. R slash Rape Town. Just a thought. No, but the, here's the thing about Reddit. Sorry, we're way off topic, but I'm going to, I don't care anything. Yeah. Uh, Reddit to me, now by the way, and I, we'll I get know, back to the Republicans. We'll get back to Republicans in a sec. I think there's actually a lot of yeah, uh, synergistic thought. Well, you know, I think I, Reddit's the future of the Republican Party. Well, let me just say something about Reddit. You know, Reddit is the argument that everybody makes about Reddit is like freedom of. So, so okay, let me actually backtrack a little bit. Okay. Uh, I used to run a website called Engadget. Sure, I've Engadget, heard of it. Engadget was a was so, a property owned by AOL. Mm-hmm. Uh, we covered technology and gadgets. Had that and been part of like the Weblogs Inc. That family? was part of the Weblogs Inc. family, and was oh. very. It was like I mean, honestly, I, I don't know how long Weblogs was around until it was bought by AOL. I think it was only around for like two years. Sure, but it was the rich tradition of Jason Calacanis. You were part of that. I was part of the great tapestry of Calacanis. Okay. Calacanis related. Products though I, don't, I only know Jason a little bit. Okay. Uh, uh, I've only been to one of his poker games that he has at the All Things D mm. conference. So you got to touch the hem a little bit. That's great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has like these high rolling, like serious. Oh poker. yeah, yeah. He's no, like really into poker. He really a friend of mine's a poker player, and he was like texting him out of the blue, like, "Gotta get in on that game." He's, it's like he's, I don't, yeah, I don't get. So I don't know how to play poker, and I also think gambling is a bad idea generally. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, just the name when you say it, gambling, just sounds like something you shouldn't do. I also do a lot of really repetitive, boring things for not not enough money already. Yeah. So I sort of lose yeah. money doing that. I mean, it's like, well, you know, because success in that is like I made like $1,400 well, this you, month. You could become very rich if you're an excellent poker player. You could. Yeah. What is your tell? Does your eye start bleeding? Like yeah. That guy? Like no, that I just guy, start coughing. Like a guy. Was that a villain? That's a villain from Casino Royale, the James Bond film. Oh, right. I have an actual. Like, I think his eye starts bleeding. Is I, his tell. I'm a very anxious person, and I I have a thing that everyone in my in my life calls the third base coach when I'm nervous, which is I start to just tug at my uh, oh. at my left shoulder. Oh, interesting. And they, it's like I'm on the baseball what field. Is, that? is like, this like a thing? This it's is just like a little a, thing. I can just sort yeah. of like. I'm sitting there thinking I'm yeah, anxious and I'm tugging. That's like you, it's like your safety blanket. You're like, it is, you're yeah, like doing I just, that. I don't, I don't know I'm doing it. And then it's, you know, then oh. you get the eye twitch. There's like a level up of anxiousness. Oh, you have an eye twitch? It, that one, that's Who like in a, our industry doesn't have an eye twitch? That's, there's a lot of eye twitches mm. in our industry. I have, I get the occasional um, twitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The occasional crazy eye. Um, anyhow, 
God, what were we talking about? The Republican. No, no, no. no, no, no. We were talking about Reddit. Reddit. Well, I was going to say, so I was going back to say that on Engadget, we had kind of a free-for-all in comments for a long time. We had the way that they were, when I walked into the business, the way the comments were set up is that anybody could, with anybody with any email address could have a commenter account. And the commenter account name, the username, was not tied to the email address and was also not limited to username. It was not, usernames that had been used were not taken out of rotation. You could have any username, including the same username as somebody else. Oh, that, okay. That, okay. The actual username was like a, a number somewhere stored in a database. Speaking of databases, you were like a number, and then you would have a like essentially like a temporary whatever you chose your screen name to be. So this is a recipe for this was like utter, an AOL. This was like built by chaos. the people who built Blogsmith, which was the back end. And I actually remember when we designed Engadget, I had to beg the product lead of Blogsmith. I was like, please make these changes to comments. So who's the can- product lead of Blogsmith? Do you remember? Uh, I don't want to name names at this okay. point, but let's just say okay. I just I had a conversation with him. One of the most frustrating conver- frustrating conversations I've ever had John with anybody Ashcroft. about John Ashcroft. He started singing. I was like, literally, we were in the middle of this conversation. I was explaining to him how moderation was impossible because people could like pretend to be Joshua Topolsky in comments. Yeah. They would get your avatar and your name because nothing stopped them, uh-huh. and then they would just create complete mayhem. And all you could do is ban whatever shitty fake email account they were using, and then they could just go register another one. So there was like no getting rid of them and no moderation tools. Sure. We eventually went to discuss, of course, because Blogsmith couldn't build oh, a capable commenting system. I actually remember sitting and having this argument with this guy, and he's like, in the middle of the argument, it's very distinct, very distinct memory for me. He said, hey, that's a really nice watch you're wearing. And I said, I stopped, and I said, I will give you this watch right now wow. if you will make this change to comments because it's insane. It was insane that I was even having it. This is like one of those great things where like you're an editor and you know the you're like working with no, your audience to... and your community and then you've got this like esoteric sort of like debate about like, well, if we don't have anonymous logins, it's like you don't know what happens out there. You're only thinking about what's happening back no, I, here. I offered Harper's at one point. I was going to like, if you let me buy the good scanner to digitize the pages, you can take the money for that out of my salary. Yeah. And and they were people shut me down. They're like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't offer that because they'll do it. It's insane. Anyhow, so the thing is, what people used to say all the time in comments and on Engadget was when we would delete their comment, they would say first, they'd say homo. first, first homo. was first was like for real. That was the thing that happened. <laughs> but um, no, they would say you're violating my freedom of speech. You're violating my right to free speech. How much do you hate them? Well, it's like here's I hate the deal. Them so well, it's much. like here's the deal. You do have a right to free speech, but not. On my privately owned business, we don't like, even have not, to. We don't have to go down this path. No, but, everybody knows this guy. Yeah, but, people, but people don't. What but is this is the Reddit. With them? But people don't. The Reddit argument is like they want to turn this into a business. It's like why yes, do they it's suck like, so it's bad? Like, guess what? It is a business, and ultimately, like if you if like if the, this is the place for your if this has to be the place for your racism, it can't be a business. So like maybe you should find another place that will accept your racism. It doesn't mind not having a business. But there's been this understanding in the web that it is somehow as product developers, our job to accommodate the most knuckle-dragging boner rage that ever has existed. Well, it's like this thing where, it's like this BuzzFeed thing where, you know, Ben Smith said, you know, somebody was like, well, how come, you know, it's like they were very pro- same-sex marriage. Right. And Ben Smith had an exchange with somebody and he was like, well, this is just a, this is just an idea that is agreed upon globally or, you know, across the board as the right thing to do or whatever. And it's like, we're going to make an executive decision. We're not going to have the view from nowhere on this. We're going to have, it's actually like, I, I do agree with the idea that there are some things where you don't have to, I think the view from nowhere is a bullshit journalistic uh, conceit. I think it is, I think it is 
fake. And I think that a person who tells you they have no perspective on a matter that they're covering is more dangerous than a person who tells you what their perspective is. Yeah. Because because when I know somebody is like, listen, I'm liberal, but I'm going to treat this fairly because I can do that as a human being and an adult. Like I'm more comfortable knowing that your views align here, but this is how you've reported the story versus not knowing where your views align and not knowing how you're reporting the story. I mean, story. I'd go further. I would say that when you know that and they're clear and they offer the context of their own point of view – the story is deepened. Right. And it's not editorializing. It's saying that like a human being has a viewpoint and you can't write everything from a neutral perspective. It's saying that everything is everything has an element of subjectivity starting with the way we use language. There's no way around that. But why did they make that point about Ben Smith? Um, I don't know. You were making a point about um Well, I just I just damn it. Th- those th- this that stomping, that foot stomping like free speech. Oh, I just oh, hear it. This is the uh the Oh Batman free speech. <laughs> <laughs> you want free speech, Batman. but you can't <laughs> That's, that's like, it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you we want your free speech. Anyhow. Um, Anyhow. But here's the thing. They, discus they, they, is what they get as a, as a result. I think it's pronounced discuss. Oh, God, it is. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. It took me a long time. How do we, we ruin everything? Hold on a second. Flicker, my man. Flicker. Uh, um, but here's the thing. The idea that we have to support like people who are openly racist, like because that's, the, that, that's what you... You have to. That's the cross you bear for free speech. It's like true. If they want to publish a newsletter, good on them. Like I support right. their right to publish the Nazi newsletter. They have a, or the, they have the a right of assembly. They, they have can, a right of assembly. They can publish well. the Coontown newsletter by all means. Yeah. Have at it. Go to Kinkos and do your thing. You know. But Reddit's allowed to say, and everybody's allowed to say, you know, not on my watch. Right, or get Reddit, off my lawn, or whatever it is they say. Reddit has had this bizarre ideological inconsistency from the beginning, where like. Uh, you know, it's it's supposed to be this anonymous zone and this free speech zone, and then there was that there was that one CEO who was like, I see Reddit as more of like a government or a new form of governance, yeah. and you realize like yeah. the level of crazy narcissistic fantasy town that's going on in there. Yeah, no, that's like one step removed from Silk Road. I mean, that's like yeah. the same thinking. If you read Josh Berman's piece on Silk Road, Josh Berman, who I had on the podcast, wonderful interview, you should listen. What, how to many it. times? Just one time. Oh, you got it. Uh, um, but he <laughs> lives in LA, so he's a hard to hard to yeah, get a hold of. We'll see how he does. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Didn't know you had such a competitive streak. At any rate, you are currently the leader. Yeah. Um, Let's get a board up. But uh, but that Silk Road story is a lot of it is about like not – it's not about like you can buy drugs. But it's like we're creating a new form of government and we're using a new form of currency. And it's, it's like – you know, dude, actually, you've got a website on the internet. Well, there's also like, there's now Ethereum just came out, which is like the new decentralized Bitcoin-y ledger system. Ooh. Yeah, created by a 21-year-old. and um, So you know it's good. I mean <laughs> – He's Russian. So oh, okay. The, Forget it. Yeah. All bets are off. The, it's probably uh, amazing. It's the Tetris of, <laughs> of, of currency. Finally. <laughs> finally. We're going to have Tetris and currency at once. Tetris should be a type of currency. Each block has a certain value. I love these products. So, this, it would yeah. work really well. Yeah. yeah no, it's someone, someone's going to do that now. The, long, the that. long one is going to be like the most valuable. It's like the $100 bill. It is. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah the ones, there's some. There's, you know what's good, though? <laughs> the actually, L, the L is No, the, the four block square is really good. Ugh, I hate that. It's so thick. It's like I know. It's like a tr- it's like the chunky candy bar yeah, of Tetris pieces. Like, what you're, you're like do? you're like you're kind of like because you can slide that long one in anywhere. Yeah, you, know, you but the, can. But the chunky box is like where's it getting? Where are you squeezing this thing? I'm proud of us for moving on from that. Anyhow, um, the uh, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, do you know what's weird about these? I love these products that are just like um, these, like the the Ethereum thing is the engineer is is laughing. That's yes, great. We've having a good time. Well. I don't. Okay. 
Great. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. It's, that's what she, so, that's, I mean, she said. That's what she said. I just want to say that we're yeah. not saying it. I'm glad Marcus isn't here. Magnus. I, Magnus. Wow. We're going to wow. edit that. We're going to edit yeah. that out. No, leave that in. I'm, no, 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 I'm sorry. Magnus to know. Magnus, he's been drinking. It's not his fault. He knows who you are. I know who he is. I like Marcus as a name, Marcus actually. Marcus is a good name. Kind of superior to Magnus. No, Magnus is actually a better name. It's, it's magnificent. <laughs> if you could be like Marky Mark. But here's the Marky thing Marcus. about... Here's the thing about Ethereum, if I can just bring this podcast back to technology. Sure. The... Um, the thing is about Ethereum, which it's like these giant, like decentralized new things, or it's like it's an operating system built on top of the blockchain. Um, it's, it, I love the way they're sold as like either like you're either on board with this 100% and it is now your new religion, or you will be walking across an empty garbage scape <laughs> filled with tears and shame while yeah. people hover in clouds yeah. above you to like, with martinis. This is like, um, this is like Cancun. This is like when you fly into Cancun, you fly over these like shanty towns, these like horribly impoverished. I've only been there one time. I was there to, right. be, to and DJ. Then, and it's like horribly impoverished area. And then and you then hit you're, you're and then you hit a strip and it's like yeah. McDonald's, Cancun, yeah. and like TGI Fridays, and there's like a huge club. Welcome. And it's like literally there's like a wall somewhere that is just keeping out the people from the shanty. Right. Anyhow, you're in the, you're saying you're either in the shanty town or you're at hedonism too. Or DJ. You're hedonism. X <laughs> DJ DJ uh, DJ for where there was like and it was like a completely insane where there were like women like spinning from the ceiling and oh sure it was obscene so in the best way so the internet early internet was like that too right like the early internet everyone was like you're either on board or you are basically a dead like you you're know, a you're a shell yeah you're a husk and so uh, it never quite turns out that way it always turns out that for these products to be really effective and global to win globally if you miss that first like 5 minute window of getting completely invested in every way yeah. you tend to live and not live as a hobo but <laughs> but but nobody ever yeah. like no one will well, give you eventually that. somebody will just make an iPhone and then everybody's like even the people in the shanty town are like wait a second i can use technology too right you know what it is i think it's also like when you're in your 20s you're so used to being left behind and then you hear about these things and you're like i'm not getting left behind this time <laughs> right that's like when uh Sean Connery was offered the role of, uh, he was offered a role in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen uh-huh. based on the Alan Moore uh, books. Yeah. And uh, he, I remember reading an interview with him, and, and uh, it's so sad in retrospect because that movie is terrible. It mm-hmm. is a, talk about a, talk about like a, a garbage fire. That is a dumpster fire. That is one for the, for the books. But um, there's an interview where he says, you know, I was offered the part of Morpheus in The Matrix and I turned it down because I didn't understand it. And I don't understand this either, but I'll be damned if I'm going to miss the oh, boat. Oh, it's terrible. And it's like, you really fucked up this decision. Yeah, but he, <laughs> he figured out something fundamental about startup investing. <laughs> so That's good. And it said Sean Connery truly, he understands, his investment portfolio strategy is excellent. Sean Connery would make a good, he's a good, he's good for the internet because he's like pro hitting women. And he understands VC culture. I forgot about the fact that he's a, uh, an abuser. That's yeah, bad. you do you tend to forget that he had an interview with Barbara Walters where he, even later on, I think, he had an interview where he talked about hitting women to put, put them in their place. And then later on, Barbara Walters is like, do you regret saying that? And he's like, not really. I think it's a great idea. It's like, you're really doubling down on that. Wow. That's, that gosh. really brought me down. Yeah, you know, him. you think James, you think he's the best James Bond? Think about him hitting a woman when next time you check him out in want, a James Bond wanna, film. I'm not going to I, I probably hit some women in the James Bond movies now that I think. That's probably where he learned it. There was a lot of women smacking back then. In the old days, well, there's a, I mean, you, are you familiar with the song? Um, I think it's called He Hit Me. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it yeah, might be by the Ronettes. Yeah, yeah. It, the lyrics are He Hit Me and It Felt Like a Kiss. Yeah. Um, Ronnie Spector? 
He hit me, and uh, yeah, it might be Ronnie Spector solo. He hit me, and and I knew that he loved me. I think is the next line. It's a disturbing. You can't even imagine a song like that being on the radio, and yet it was Does, like a major hit in America. Now that you have a daughter, because for me that's like, like I think <laughs> nice I, segue. No, but I mean, I think like that used to be. I'd hear that and be like, oh, what a darkly ironic series of events. And now yeah. I hear that, and I'm just like, guys, a garbage world. <laughs> and I want just I'm no. I don't think I don't think that way. I mean, I don't I don't actually think about it. I don't think about. Um, well, Zelda's barely a person yet now at this point. You know what I mean? She's just becoming a person. So. Right. But I don't think um, – I have a tremendous amount of optimism. I think that the world is in- inevitably going to be a better place the older she gets. And so it already seems like a much better place than it was. You, you know, know I actually – I've been writing about this. I, I pulled out this uh, World Economic Forum. They had this uh, document about when will women achieve income equality. Yeah. And the title of the I – I won't get it right, but the title of the report was Economic Equality for Women, comma, 2095, comma, maybe. <laughs> well, you know, um, so there's that's reason a to big be, problem. That's a big problem that I can't hope well, to fix. Just, if you want to be optimistic, be optimistic for 2095. No, I'm just optimistic that things are going to steadily get better. And Think about are the phones. Get, Think about how cool the smartphones are will be, be so cool. in 2095. There uh, won't be phones. There won't be phones. I, oh, I want I want to talk about speaking of phones. So, have you seen the cover of the new Time magazine with Palmer Lucky of Oculus Rift? I'm intimately familiar. with <laughs> So he's. It, so to me, it's a really, it's a tone deaf. It's just it's a time cover. It's I think very, we should we should describe it, which is that uh, let's describe a it. Guy in look like jeans and a polo shirt. I he's think. he's Palmer Lucky. He's wearing a polo shirt and jeans and no shoes and no socks. And he's on a beach. And he's well, he's transposed. He's been a, a beach background has been put a, a virtual beach. a virtual beach is behind him, and he is jump leaping into the air. Right. Wearing the Oculus Rift, and he's got look. I'm a, I'm a I'm a giant guy, so I feel comfortable saying he's got a little meat on him. He's yeah, 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 he's a little thick. Oh, a little thick. thick, a little thick. Not like you know, big guy. No, or no, no. Just a little thick. Yeah, just like a, like he's not like an athletic, super athletic dude. No, he's no, not no. like a svelte, you know, hard body. And so and I'm just I'm setting the scene. Yeah, I'm setting the scene. <laughs> yeah. And then he's about he looks to be about um, maybe seven inches off the ground. Yeah, leaping, he's leaping, leaping barefoot. And it's like the it's like the the tagline is like the virtual reality is about to change the world. And I don't know. Now I find if it's me and I'm perusing the the newsstand. And I saw that picture after I got done laughing. And I'm not laughing at Palmer because he's a really cool guy and a genius, I think. But I'm laughing at whoever decided this was the best way to express what virtual reality is, is you leaping against a fake beach. Um, I mean, if you want proof that like Facebook doesn't understand the media, don't they own Oculus Rift? Yes. So Facebook PR was like, go for it. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking they were going to do. First of all, Facebook PR must be 175,000 people plus it's, their robots. They have, I under, my understanding is that for every dippers, there are two Facebook PR people. I totally believe that. Yeah. Oh, that's imagine? the way, that's the math. You imagine being Facebook PR. You basically are like, okay, we grew by another 40 trillion people. And then like, there's, then the next week you're like, we didn't actually, like, we're not taking your genitals and putting them <laughs> online even if like, like, you're, you're just you just oscillate they've moved past the whole privacy thing though. that's nobody, like a yeah. foregone that's done i mean nobody cares about that anymore remember people were really mad i remember people were like i'm deleting my facebook account it's weird because i love people who make that who they're like i'm deleting my account it's like i did that once i deleted my snapchat account once and i regretted it because then i had to go and get it well again. it's basically like you just go you're leaving a party and then you're like i'm leaving like, i'm out party. of here i don't like how much drinking is, is happening 
going to Dippers. Yeah. You know, Dippers is a great place to go after a party. I have found like ever. Well, remember, I think I think when you've really been drinking and you really need to get in, you really need to just smash something into your face, oh, and it's got to be hot and delicious. Well, and you remember, dipped. like, um, if you and your friends go see Ministry, you yeah. know, and it's like classic. It's great, right? It's the Psalm sixty nine tour, and you're yeah. just like you have they they close, they do Stigmata's the encore, yeah, and you're in there, and it's just an amazing song, and you're in the yeah. pit, and then you're like, what are we gonna do? What's next? It's we're, like it's like gonna, ten o'clock, and it's no like ten thirty, and no one can drink, and nobody even. Even actually at that point is like nobody even wants to go to a bar. They're just like, let's go to well, what's nice is that on the weekends dippers is open late. It is no it does the four in the morning yeah, dip. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you remember that commercial they did um like five years ago where they had like the all the kids in whole body dips? Oh yeah. They're oh. like they're like it was like they were it, like lounging in a pool. Yeah. You know, they were, like had arms oh. up on the sides of the dipping sauce. It was kind of a bad week for Ogilvy and Mather, if yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah. That was a weird one. It was like, is this can? Are you endorsing cannibalism? I just I like, really I just, you just think about the meeting where they're like, let's dip kids dip in the kids. fudge. But that was that was when they introduced kids dips. Yeah, no, that that, that was, was the moment. The, that right? was actually the moment where they started to really go after that market. Well, but then there was that whole scene with what are the people who wear the diapers? The adults? Oh, the ad, uh, adult babies. The adult baby scene yeah. where they got into dippers, like that whole yeah. like well, that was a weird that was a weird thing because they'd been running that promotion. That it scene, was a great this, Tumblr this, though. This, oh my god, the, there was like babies and seniors for free or whatever. Oh god, the dippers, yeah. the dippers adult baby Tumblr was like the best thing that ever <laughs> happened in 2012, yeah. which of course was run by my sister in law, Katie Natal. She's just an artist, really. And she so. is an artist. She's one of the great last great artists that we maybe will ever produce in America. At any rate, so let's talk about this Republican debate. Yes, let's get back to it because we have not we have not completed one single thought on today's broadcast. Well, wait, what is a complete thought, really? Wow. Okay. You know, it's a great question. That is a great question. I don't uh, want to derail. I mean, what is a complete thought? I think it's when you're like, I set out to. I wanted to make. Let's say I wanted to make a statement. I had a opening argument i had some middle stuff some meat in the middle of it and then i was going to close and that is a complete but let me cut you off before you finish that complete okay, thought because complete... literally no one does that anymore yeah, why are sometimes. we trying to why are we trying to bring that here like like how many followers do you have on twitter oh, i don't know Seventy-two thousand. <laughs> i love to give people who have a lot of followers like a really high number but it's actually lower than their real number so it's then they're, little, they're bit. forced into the position of actually acknowledging i don't know i don't keep track of that sort of thing. sure it's well over 100 yeah <laughs> anyway i don't keep track you know i'm not you know to no, me what's Im- it's not important what the number of followers no, is not. it's what's important is the quality of the sure. followers no true know? how is the quality very good that's great very good they're the best followers on the internet Oh, that's wonderful. It's weird, actually. Now that hearing, talking about it out loud, like referring to people as followers is a really awful way. Yeah. To, like Twitter should change like what that is. No, I use animals. You know, but it should be like, but it should, <laughs> it should be, you know, it's like I'm following so-and-so. Like there should be a cooler way to say that. Like I'm tracking or I'm I'm downloading. Stalking. I'm stalking. So Sniffing. Sniffing. I'm sniffing. I'm a hot on the trail of uh. X. Anyhow, so this Republican debate. Donald Trump is an actor. He is an amazing actor, but I, you got to feel bad for Jeb Bush, who's a guy who you can see like yeah, the tears. Real, you just, can see the tears welling up in his eyes, you know, where he's like, "I'm trying to make a real point about politics," and Donald Trump is like, "We got to build a wall somewhere or whatever," and then like he's like insulting the moderator, and you know, he's just like off the rails completely. And then you've got these like sad sack like G- real GOP candidates who are like, "Wait a second, what about 
politics. Oh, no, I'm incredibly sorry for them because after they allowed the Tea Party to grow unchecked and got in behind them with the whole racist <laughs> ideology. I'm sorry, I don't really feel that, bad for them. Yeah, the fact that their their freaking clown show has come home to roost in yeah. the form of this violent moron. But it already had come home to roost with Sarah Palin. I mean, yeah, that it was did, a, right? I mean, they've, already, they've already been down this road. Thanks you know? for the preview. And then you've got like Grover Norquist in a corner slowly touching himself. And it's yeah, just, but it's just like, honestly, like I, I, I'm not... I'm not a Republican, obviously. I will not. I would oh, not I vote. Am. I'm, I'm not voting for any Republicans. Yeah. But I, I don't. I don't believe it's impossible that there could be a reasonable, a rational Republican candidate. Like I believe that there is a way in this country to have a person who's like fiscally conservative, and maybe we don't agree on every social issue, and they want a little less regulation here, and I want a little more regulation there. But like, sounds like a rational, reasonable. I might go like, actually, he's made some good points, or she's made some good points. Like I'm willing to consider them there's not a single it's not there there's not a lick of that anywhere near this party yeah but the uh, the actual sort of so what is what is a party right like a party is a no but actually everybody take it pause there paul ford just blew your mind it's a it's a so we could say a couple things we could say it's a tribe we could say it's a tribe of people who are affiliated around a set of ideologies there's a set of principles and understandings that they're more likely to share than not likely to share and mm-hmm. there's a sense of in-group and out-group. Yeah. Okay? So we got that going on. Yeah. The Republican Party used to have a more inclusive sense of in-group, like in-group. Like you could just, more people could walk in. And they've been clamping down. This is the legacy of Reagan. This is when he moved things over with the moral, moral majority. They're cashing that check now. And it turns out to be worth a lot less than everybody had hoped. Well, I mean, the world is moving on Yeah. from... It is like and there's a form of far right lunacy. Like, remember when Gamergate suddenly, like the Heritage Foundation was like, "Hey guys, can we help you?" Yeah, like the the oh, they, they're 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 without a compass and 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 without any real leadership, from what I can tell. And nobody sounds rational. Nobody sounds like they've got plans. Nobody sounds like they have they care at all about the American people. Or the country. I mean, honestly, I don't believe for a second that any of those people have the best interests of every American in their in their hearts and minds. What I believe, and I'm not saying that Hillary Clinton, I'm not saying that Hillary Clinton is is perfect. Well, I think or what's that, weird is they, that, they can't even fake it. No, that's right. And they, it's like, and, and it's it's also. Like I think Hillary Clinton is really good at impersonating love for humanity. I mean, Hillary Clinton is a, is a is a very serious politician, and a, and as a politician, she has done things that politicians do. I don't agree with all of them. Sure. She's played politics in big, big ways. But that's what that's well, the she job. Cra- she crashed a jet into an orphanage, and it had to happen. <sighs> that's it's a but it's the job. But what I will say is, her ideals and what she expresses seem to align better with with my belief of where humanity is going. But more importantly, she seems like an intelligent human being. She strikes me as a person who could have a who you could have a really meaty conversation with, and she would get like be able to. To, to play a lot of different angles. Oh, I think more fundamentally, I think she would kick our ass. I think, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. no, I don't I, say that I, I, I could I could win in that debate. But, like, seriously. But I, I just I, don't, yeah. I just don't, what I don't hear, what I don't hear and what I don't see from the Republican candidates is is intelligence and, and like, emotional intelligence. And it's really, like, I just don't know what to make of it. I mean, Mitt, Mitt Romney seems like the most rational of all the possible GOB candidates that I've seen. He's not even a candidate. But if Mitt Romney were to run right now, I'd say, well, I don't agree with his religious beliefs. I don't agree with a lot of his social beliefs. But he seems like a kind of normal human. Well, and again... Who's intelligent. Well, there's that element of... of, So, I mean, what are we electing? We're always electing, like, 
the person we think who is exciting and, and personally almost tolerable. It's like, yeah. who's going to move into our house for four years? Yeah. But we're also electing that effective administrator. And that model changes. Like, people got really into George uh, W. Bush for his MBA. Yeah. That I was didn't. like, he's going to run the, run the country like a business. That makes sense to me. George, wait, W? W. The last one. The last one, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I think it, Like, he wasn't, wasn't a lawyer. I think that the other thing is I, what I don't understand is it felt like a lot of these Republicans were running against Obama and they made it sound like the last eight years have just been like a nightmare. And what I've seen, things have not been perfect, but it feels a lot – the last eight years feel a lot better than the eight years previous, which were, which were I think for most Americans, uh, like an actual nightmare. Just relentless and terrifying. And, and I mean and that is like all from the Republican Party. They are, I mean, that was the one of the most corrupt, I mean, the Bush government was one of the most corrupt, destructive entities to have ever occupied um, the ruling It was body actually in this such country. madness that there seriously hasn't been like the good 300 page book that's like, here's how crazy it was. Like, we're, we're still, we're still like processing. No, I mean, and what, everything that Obama in, inherited was, was, was brought on by George Bush and his crony, his insane cronies. I mean, people who actually are, talking about Ashcroft, like actually really are war criminals in many ways. I just think like, and you know, yeah. by, by the way, if you're a Republican who supported Bush, I'm really sorry for that you have to hear this. But it just—I'm I'm not. I to mean, me, they were, they were war criminals, <laughs> right? No, no, no. I'm sorry that you have to hear reality. Yeah. Um, th- but the, the reality is that like the last eight years have not been bad. I mean, they actually there are bad things happening, but there are a lot of really good things no, happening. This overall, and we've statistic. made. We can roll that back though. We can totally like. As you know, America. that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like it's like the economy is doing better. Um, people are working more. I mean, they're you know starting to get back to work. Um, you know, we're fixing some wage gap stuff. We're trying to fix it. You know, I think healthcare. Healthcare. Is a big deal, and it, it, I think it's a horrible monster. But it limped across. I mean, it, I mean, it got somewhere slightly better than it was at before. Yeah, and uh, and there's just a handful. I mean, same-sex marriage and a handful of social things that have been social issues that have been tackled. Not everything, obviously. But I look around. I look at the the general happiness of people in this country, and I look at um, well, the people I know. But then beyond that, and you look at the numbers, and I, I don't know what reality the Republicans live in. They live in one where, like, in order to get what they want, they have to create a they have to paint a picture that doesn't isn't very real at all and i think that that's it doesn't feel like they want to be ruling for the right reasons it feels like they i don't feel like their goal is to bring money back to the middle class i think it's like to line their pockets and to help corporations be more dominant awful dominant players in america and you know like the small government people the the you know near libertarians of the republican party I don't think they have any idea what it takes to run a country like America. Oh, yeah. You know? no, no. Well, this is want, not about like, yeah. you go have your little patch of land and I'll have my patch of land and it'll be okay because it won't be okay. Well, because, they want to Ron Swanson it, right? They want to Yeah, like, but countries need to be socialized in many ways. And no. like, if you, if you think socialism is a bad thing, then like, you think that like the, the modern development of nations is a bad thing and that like where we've gotten as in terms of caring for nations of people is in all of the industrialized nations is somehow wrong. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, you were formerly a DJ. You own 32% of Dippers. And, yes, uh, that's correct. Uh, you have um, a sense of social responsibility. Would you ever run for office, cash in some of your 2 or $3 billion of Dipper stop? So. I mean, at the point where maybe I would run for president of the United States, what, how, how badly would they look upon um, like rampant drug use during my rave days? 
I mean, it's rave days. Right. You know, I mean, right. what are you going to do? I would say rampant. Yeah. You know, occasional. Occasionally Recreational, rampant. teenage, yeah. and young adult I mean, Obama use. got through with cocaine. Yeah, he did coke. So did George Bush. You need to write stories from my puppy and like <laughs> just get that out there. I don't think I'm going to do that. I would hate to be, I think being president, I think you've got to be a very sick person to want to be president. I think it's a very disturbed brain that thinks i'm going to run america and well, i'm going to do a better job than somebody else we've and, really made the job kind of suck i mean it's just a bad job it used to i think it used to be it used to probably be a pretty fun gig you mean they did like a, a abe lincoln era I don't, well no, he, he had a great time <laughs> yeah actually. george now, washington who where who was it fun for i think franklin taft roosevelt, franklin roosevelt truly enjoyed governing Maybe. I think he really did. He looked that way. He looked really, yeah. he had a good time. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of friends. He had friends in Georgia. He had friends all over Still the place. Still seems like a stressful, horrible job. It, well, it certainly aged him, but so did polio. Yeah. Um, wow. Who, are, have there ever been any actually like happy presidents? Reagan was. George Bush seemed upbeat. <sighs> well, they say ignorance is bliss. Oh, that was not good. And then he went off and painted. I, yeah, Those he's, paintings are the best thing that he's ever contributed to society. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, some George Bush, Nixon. Carter was kind of Carter seemed up beat. Oh, uh, well, Ford, but. Well, yeah, you didn't have a lot to worry about. Uh, okay. Well, you know. There aren't a lot of happy presidents. It's not a happy job. It's not a job for people who want to be happy. It's a job for people who want to run America. Oh, God. Okay. Re- Republicans. So you didn't think anybody in there should be president, right? Um, what, should what? be president? No, I didn't think anybody there should be president. Could anybody there be president? Still tough to see it. See after jo- after the second George Bush, because yeah. I was like, so we're we're talking quite a ways, uh, quite a while ago. But I, so I was a lot younger, and I remember looking at him, and I remember looking at him versus McCain, and I was like. Oh, I, I'm an American. I get this. Like, there's absolutely that guy looks like he plays with his own shit. He's so stupid. Wow. And the other one is wow. like a war veteran. Yeah, that guy's gonna win. Like McCain. he's like, straight talking. Yeah. And, so on. and then like the Bush, the Bush people are in like South Carolina saying that McCain has an illegitimate black daughter, and yeah. like everybody went over to George Bush Jr. and I was, and I, I learned something fundamental about like aggregate humanity. And this was in the days before we really had no internet. Yeah, we had no Reddit. Like we didn't know. You were on, like you were on like you were using Pine for email. I was. You had to oh mud because I'm not an animal. But we, yeah. we had you had to use Wait, what? like oh mud is a great better term. than Pine. I still use it. It's still really good. Hmm. You know, if you want to talk email management strat, we should probably we should open this up for about two or three hours. We should just let this one flow. Oh, well, right. what, no, what do we'll you do, do on the next one? What's that? You you, you like you what, about email? You like a mail app guy? Yeah. Come on. Are you fucking trying to insult me? No, yeah, like, I use mail.app. That's oh, what I do for my email. Eudora? <laughs> Please get the fuck out of my face with that shit. <laughs> I use Mailplane uh-huh. with Gmail, uh-huh. and I've started use. I have several helper apps. Good. Like SaneBox I just started using. What's that like? How's that work? It actually seems to be doing what it says it'll do. It has caused a couple of problems where some emails get thrown into a folder I don't want them to be in. But overall, my inbox has felt a lot more sane. And by the way, they are not an advertiser. So I'm just saying this as a human being. Okay. Uh, and apparently it's going to start costing me money because there's like a free trial. And I, I don't know. And I also use this thing called Unroll Me, which is a – it will go through your email and find all the lists that you yeah, subscribe to. And yeah, you can yeah, just yeah. like – you know, just tick off, unsubscribe. Why do we subscribe to anything? We don't. We don't. We buy something from Urban Outfitters, 
And then next thing you know, you're on Urban Outfitters forever mailing list. And you just, and you're very, and I like when you click through and it's like unsubscribe from these newsletters and there's like 250 newsletters. The best is when you're like unsubscribe me from this and they're like unsubscribe, are you sure? And you're like, yep, do it. And then you get an email. It's like, you've successfully unsubscribed. It's like, here's what I didn't want from you. <laughs> I didn't want another fucking email is what I didn't want, okay? You don't need to tell me. Just give me a little pop-up. Done or whatever. Like, do not send me an email. It's like, confirmed. Thanks a lot, It buddy. really is like you break up with somebody and then you get the you get the message. It's just like, I think I left my toothbrush. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, you're going like, to go really? buy another Yeah, it's like you dated toothbrush. for a week. Yeah. It's not like a real yeah. relationship. Leave me. Why don't you go get another toothbrush? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll PayPal you. I'll Venmo you because wow. I'm a young dater. I love Venmo. It's amazing. Oh, man. It's so great. It's, it's social sharing, the sharing for drug addicts. No, just kidding. Oh, is that um, for drugs? I don't use it for that. I don't understand Venmo. It's very simple. You, it's like a social payment platform. I understand what it is. But I don't that, understand I, the social part yeah. of it. Like, I don't want to know. I don't want people to know that I'm paying people for things. I don't. I don't get it. It's that. weird. Yeah, it's weird. I do like that you can just ask for money from I, people. I have been sliding you twenties across this table. Yeah, well, that's how we get it done. Yeah, get her done, as <laughs> my man Jeff Foxworthy says. <laughs> uh, Is I that love, Jeff Foxworthy? No, that's the cable guy. Oh, Larry, the cable guy. Yeah, who's actually like uh, British and lives in Connecticut. Probably. No, that's the. Tr- that, he's that's not true. British, but he's like lives in Connecticut and he has no Southern accent or something. Oh God, yeah. the whole world's just built on lies. Comedy, comedy, comedy is cold. A little lesson for you. If you're ever doing comedy, you want to be in a place that's cold. All right, I think we're probably close to needing to wrap up. Paul, this was a this was an unstructured conversation, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. I had a good time. I hope that Magnus can find something uh, in here that is valuable to the listener. Great. Uh, but the important thing is that um, we enjoyed it. I, I really did. I and, really did. How uh, are you? Can I identify my company and what I do? I should start. I'm you want to pr- plug? I'm practicing. Yeah, this. before we go. Oh, actually, I have a couple of. This is. I'm glad you brought this up because I have a couple of. PSA is from the listener. All right, great. So great. you go ahead and, and talk about what you're doing. Tell me about your company. Hi, I'm Paul Ford. This is my very brief plug. I'm the co-founder of Postlight. Postlight. Yes, it's a software development company. Our offices are right above Union Square on Broadway. And Broadway. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. You can send me an email. What does Postlight do? Postlight builds you a big old web platform and products on top of it. Huh. So let's hmm. say if you're like, hey, I need to do something that's a little bit like Spotify, but for these two million songs, mm-hmm. we've done that. Oh. You need to build a big old content Boom. management system for your enormous corporate global enterprise. Whoa. Yeah, we're on it. Oh. You, you build content ed- management systems? Oh, at, well, not just any content management systems, but custom content management. Custom system yeah. with very agile editorial tools. That's a thing we can do, oh. but we can work in other industries as well. Oh, what's so, the, as for example? Oh, I would say if you were in biotechnology and needed a special kind of product to help people with some kind of compliance, we'd be great, especially oh. if it was on Android or Compli- iOS. Compliance products. Oh, yeah, things nice. like that. Big piles of data, complicated, horrible problems. Databases? Oh, I'm all over databases. <laughs> I know you and like so databases. Our team. Wow. we got a pretty big team, and we are ready to help. Postlight.com. Postlight.com. Unfortunately, the website's not up. It's so new. Yeah. But I'm well, just practicing. Wow. Um, but it's a real company with lots of people, and we're building our, we're building our identity right Right now and doing tons of work, wow. which is why we haven't had to promote ourselves very it's much. Quite a plug. I know it's kind of going on. For going a on. A little yeah. bit of, ram, little bit of Sorry, let's find that one. No, back. it's good. Great. Postlight, check it out. And now uh, let me tell you guys a little something about tomorrow. First off, Magnus has been loving the email that you're sending him. I'm going to tell you that. If you want to email, you should email Magnus at tomorrowpodcast.com with uh, guest requests, personal requests, complaints, uh, uh, critique of any type. Um, he really is a good dude. Magnus, or as I like to call him, Marcus, uh, is great. <laughs> He's a great father doesn't like that. No, Magnus is great, and he really likes the email. Also, he wanted me to tell you, if you like the podcast, I've never done this before, but I'm going to say it. If you like the podcast, 
go on iTunes or whatever platform you like and rate it. Give it a rating. Give it a little review. Say nice things about it if you want. I'm not telling you to do this. I'm saying if you like it, you can do it. You know, and, and I think people need to understand that that's important. It's imp- apparently it's important that it'll help um, more people hear the podcast, and uh, we'll grow, and we can you know get uh, we'll do more interesting things with the podcast. So I mean, you know, don't go on there and give like two stars. No, no, don't I, give it. If you don't like it, just say just, nothing. Just okay? be chill. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. But but if you like it. Be effusive in your in your praise. Yeah, because you're getting this for free. Don't get all like me, 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 yeah, don't, me. Yeah, definitely don't make that voice when you're talking about this podcast. I just want I want people to treat this right. This is Please. something special. Treat it with respect. It's for people. And also, you can email Magnus, as I said, Magnus at tomorrowpodcast.com. He just loves just keep it coming. Um, and uh, and that's it. And I don't have anything else to say, um, uh, except that that this Paul, thank you for being here. It's great. I really enjoyed this, even though it was a total rambling nightmare. Hey. It was a total rambling nightmare. And uh, and I can't wait to have you back for your fourth appearance. Fourth uh, and final appearance. Yeah, no, it'll be good. <laughs> it's going to be really good. Okay, that's the podcast for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with more uh, uh, podcasty goodness. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. And I sincerely hope none of them are harvested. Harvested.